0: Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Look
1: out. Well, state planning is under attack. i explain what that means and why Nick Rosenbauer. He's not worried. You're not worried, right, Nick? I'm worried for a lot of
0: people, uh, to be honest with you. Now, there's, we have the defenses. Uh, we're, you know, we we have the ways to uh, protect against it, but uh, you need to watch out. That's for
1: sure. Well, we're going to be talking about why estate planning is under attack, and you're probably wondering why, what's going on, what's happening. Well, there's there are a few different reasons why, and a few different areas these attacks are coming from. But we're going to talk about why that is the case. But also, Nick's going to explain you know, what the importance of estate planning is, why it's important to follow the right channels, work with people that you can trust, have built a relationship with, that are going to take care of you, that are attorneys. All these things are very important when you're setting up an estate plan. You don't want to just settle for whatever options available. That is not the way to go. So I got I got it figured out, Nick, that you're not worried, but let's figure out how you're doing. This is the last time I talked to you. What's new?
0: Well, we are uh, we're in... Uh a very busy period right now. It's, it's kind of strange. I know things kind of ebb and flow and we've had a a number of situations in the last few weeks, actually a few different emergencies that we're dealing with right now. And, you know, luckily we, we have the capacity to take it on and take care of it. And, you know, hopefully we're able to get it finished in time. Um, but we're dealing with things like that. I'm dealing with a couple situations with clients and, uh, Uh, an assisted living facility and they're they're back on lockdown again or if they leave the facility even to get something notarized i mean we're just trying to get a form notarized and if you leave the facility you can't come back for two weeks so it's it's a little bit of craziness i think i think just general day-to-day life is under attack if you want to stick with the theme of this uh, show here and has been for a while
1: (laughs) Yeah, it has been. I I think every time we talk, I I expect, hey, next time we speak, uh, things will be much better. But it seems like it's just kind of been dragging out uh, for a while now. And I know the state of Ohio has been kind of out in the front of a lot of this stuff. And now football, football in many, uh, many areas Uh, not being played. At least high school, I guess, right, is still being played. And at least as of uh, this recording when it happened.
0: Well. My six-year-old nephew's playing flag football. Okay, but the, but the Big Ten can't figure it out. Right. <laughs> I, don't even get don't even get me started on that. Um, I think it's crazy the, the lawsuits and everything that's going on there, and some people. And look, I'm I'm not a medical scientist, so I can't say I understand all the specific medical pieces or the safety, et cetera. But it just it's so surprising how many polar opposite opinions are out there. There are people saying absolutely not. And just assume everyone is at this extremely heightened risk, even you know some of the best physical athletes in the world, if you're talking high-end college football players. And then you have other people letting six-year-old kids play flag football. So I'm sure the answer is somewhere in the middle. Um, selfishly, I enjoy college football. College football and college basketball, I think, are the two most entertaining sports seasons that there are. Mm-hmm. Um I still I'm still hurting about uh <laughs> the the national championship that my oh. that my Dayton Flyers. I'm just waiting for someone to come out with a T shirt, uh Dayton Flyers 2020 national champions for the men's basketball. I'd absolutely buy the shirt in a heartbeat. Um <clears throat> so I don't really want to have to deal with that with uh with college football as well. Uh, big, big Ohio State fan. Uh, that's where my father went. Have family, you know, people on both sides of the family have gone there. So you just kind of grow up. Uh, I didn't have much of a choice on this one, right? <laughs> uh, w- which is good because they're <laughs> rooting for Ohio State generally takes care of you, generally <laughs> <laughs> treats you pretty well uh, over the years. I have to admit that. Yeah. But um, it'll be crazy to see if this actually happens and, Shoot, there've been there've been talk about some of the teams in the Big Ten talking about just playing each other and just you know kind of you know telling uh, telling the Big Ten uh, commissioner to go fly a kite. So uh, it's uh, it's it's coming up on the end of August here. So I am assuming by the time this, this episode records, they'll have to get that figured out because football's coming up. But it's it's crazy right now. Anything to get back to normal just in general, would be nice, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who thinks that.
1: Yeah, and to give you some perspective, we're recording this uh, towards the end of August, so things are going to absolutely be different by the time this gets published, you know, hopefully for the better, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a surreal time because you have on you know in this one, a couple of regions of the country and a couple of different leagues you're talking about, you know, what our plans may be for winter or spring potentially. And then other people are talking about how many fans they're anticipating to come to the games and are going to be allowed to come to the games. It's a completely different conversation, depending on where you look and, and what you're listening to. But it's so wild because you're right. I mean, it's just opposite ends of the spectrum. But I know the answer is nobody truly knows. And I know everybody's kind of making their best guesses and deciding the best course of action, depending on, you know, the information they have. But it's just, it's incredible to watch right now from the outside and not have to make those decisions, thankfully. But it should. to your point, it is very odd that one league can say they got it figured out and feel comfortable, and the other league says absolutely not.
0: Well, and again, I, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. Uh, all I have to decide is how to keep myself, my staff, and my clients safe. And we're still in the office. Some of our meetings are in person, wearing the masks, staying apart. We're bleaching our leather furniture. So I got a feeling it won't be around here a heck of a lot longer. But we're making it work. And I'm I'm glad my responsibility is only to myself and my clients and my staff and not to, you know, an entire football conference. So I, I do not envy them. So no. we just I stay in my own little piece and make sure that I'm responsible with the people that entrust me. And that's that's good enough for me. Yeah.
1: Not going to question this the decisions just pulling for uh, college football to happen. That's what we all, I think, at least we, as in you and I, Nick, would love to see. But, you know, much like college sports are under attack, so is estate planning right now, Nick. I what mean, a great segue. Isn't wow, it, that right? That's, <laughs> why, uh, that's why you pay me so well to to take care of this show. But listen, this is the truth, though, right? I mean, it it might seem like it's, you know, an exaggeration or, or whatever, but it's the truth, right? I mean, there's a lot of people out there right now that are trying to either well, if they're not attacking, maybe they're trying to minimize mm-hmm. estate planning, the process, even sometimes double dipping. And and I think as you told me before, Nick, there's cases where some people are even breaking the law, right?
0: Yeah. Um and and it's interesting because the world of estate planning maybe not the most exciting if you compare it to criminal law or big civil trials you know you don't see a whole lot of estate planning or probate cases featured in law and order or something like that so you know this isn't even uh, you know an attempt to jazz it up but absolutely there's a number of websites certain types of attorneys and certain non-attorneys they they either attack or or they minimize estate planning so they they look at it they either look at it saying it's a one-off transaction or it's not necessary or it's something that you know can be done in a in a drive-through mentality. So the first one, and look, everyone's probably familiar with uh, the, the websites out there, LegalZoom, Rocket Lawyer, et cetera. And that's one of the big ones. That's the one I think that gets the most coverage or at least everyone's the most familiar with. And the interesting thing is they have reduced estate planning to a computer algorithm. So that's that's who is planning your estate, a computer algorithm. Do you remember those choose your own adventure books from when you were a kid where there were a number of different situations and you're reading a book and it would say, you know, if you decide to take uh the tunnel, turn to page 50 and then there's a story on what happens there or if you decide to take the bridge, turn to page 22.
1: Absolutely, um, and
0: then it takes you to a pre-written story. You, you remember love those, those right? books, yeah? They're great. Yeah, absolutely. So that is how this is built. That is th- that is how the computer algorithms build your estate plan. And you know, we'll go through it. But I'm guessing Ben, your your brain's already getting some warning lights flashing here on maybe why that's not the best way to go through this. Yeah, um, number of problems with that. First, you have to rely on yourself to make your own legal decisions without any legal advice, which sounds kind of crazy, but, but here we are. So Mm -hmm. you don't know, you don't have the background. You don't know about the tax laws, the estate laws, the planning laws, strategies, you obviously don't understand all the options and you, you might as well go to law school at this point. If you're going to risk it, just go to law school, pass the bar and then do this, Six days a week for a decade. Um, you know, at that point, you might as well, because a computer programmer is actually the person who's going to cr- draft your documents for you. And I'm not an IT person, I have an IT person. Um, so this is not a, notch, a knock on them. They're great for what they do, but you're hiring a computer programmer to create your estate plan. So not only do they create your plan, that limits your options. They have the, the predetermined scenarios, okay? So the choose your own adventure type situation. They decide them. There, there's no customization. Doesn't matter what your family needs. And basically, think of it this way: There's three or four prepackaged estate plans, and you're instead of deciding what your family needs. You're looking almost like you're going to the supermarket and you see four pre-packaged estate plans. Which one's good enough? And and that's that's pretty much the way it works out. And then people think that programs and computers are perfect. Well, it's not the case. You wouldn't believe some of the typos and the mistakes and the confusion. First off, the computer program will not proofread or catch their mistake or fix their typos and think about it this ben if the computer programmer makes a a typo then everyone who bought from legalzoom.com in the last four months gets the mistake so having having the computer algorithm choose your own adventure (laughs) actually makes it worse and everyone who signs up i guess before the glitch gets fixed whenever that is gets the same darn typos and that's you know forgetting the whole fact i'm guessing the choose your own adventure uh, estate plan doesn't really explain a whole heck of a lot some computer programmers and i'm sure they talk to a lawyer at some point maybe at least hey you know how many options do we need 3 or 4 so so that's what you're running into you have to make all the decisions you don't know all the options available you don't know the laws a computer programmer gives you four adventures to choose from it's not what works for your family. It's how can we fit your family situation in one of these pre-packaged designs. And then there's mistakes, there's typos, there's confusion, and no one really proofreads it. So I guess it's probably a dumb question to ask, but obviously LegalZoom is still in business. Is that, you know, who's really willing to roll the dice that way when you think about it and you say all these things out loud?
1: Well, I think a lot of people just assume, I mean, it you know, because technology for a lot of people, you, you kind of understand what's behind it, what's powering it, what the engine is. But, you know, some other people just think it's just another person on the other end and kind of look at it that way. But when you explain it that way, as in it is a computer program, essentially building your plan, there's no personal touch, right? There's no relationship. I mean, it, it, it takes all that out of there. And I think it would be eye-opening for a lot of people to hear it put like that, to be quite frank with you. Uh, I don't think you, you picture it that way when you're signing up.
0: Well, I, I would assume not because that would be terrible marketing on legal zooms part. If that's what they, if that's the way they went about it, choose your own adventure estate planning.
1: <laughs> now,
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe that might work. Maybe yeah. I should patent it. Is that domain
1: know. open uh, right now. Mm. I'm going to check.
0: Yeah. Ex- right. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so that's something to be aware of. And obviously, I, you probably make a good point there, Ben. I don't think a whole lot of people realize it or walk through that, but you have to keep in mind, if it's a computer and not a human coming up with these things, that means the the program or the scenario had to be predetermined and had to be put into the computer ahead of time. So the, the computer program's not creating new custom unique situations on the fly. They have a, a library of clauses or options and they are determining through a computer algorithm choose option one option two option three and then going from there
1: Mm -hmm. wow yeah definitely opened your eyes up to that Uh, the next one we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before about other attorneys how they'll kind of offer estate planning options for you even though that is far from their specialty and they might not actually really do it much at all it's a lot of times Give you a form, fill in the blanks, and just try to take some uh, some extra money from you, right?
0: Well, it's the ultimate side hustle scam uh, for a number of these general practice attorneys, and obviously, you know we we've talked at length about this before. Um, so it would be as if your uh, back surgery doctor or your ACL surgery doctor uh, on the way out asked if you wanted a a sports massage or a personal training package or a chiropractic adjustment. And they were just seeing extra dollar signs and they tried to do all of them. Well, you may need it, but go see a chiropractor, someone who does that all day, every day. So this is the ultimate side hustle, which is not good because the clients don't understand. These attorneys, they create their template forms Fill in the blanks, and they can get an extra sale from you. And, and Ben, think about how many scenarios or how many types of attorneys, where when they do certain types of work for clients, it, it almost lends itself to a conversation about estate planning, and rightfully so. Think about if someone does a divorce for you, or, or does a mar- you know helps out with a marriage, maybe a prenuptial agreement. Obviously, we need to have a talk about getting your estate planning put in place or updated. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have the conversation with you. It just It turns into a side hustle for them. Uh, child custody issues, an adoption attorney, personal injury attorney. Let's say one of your children, God forbid, or your spouse gets in a car crash and is unable to take care of themselves. They get this big settlement. So what do we do about it? How are they taken care of? Tax attorney. Perhaps a business attorney, maybe setting up a small business. And then you look at them and say, Who runs the business if you get sick? And then who do you want to give the business to after you pass away? Obviously, it's a necessary conversation to have, but you should be having it with someone who knows what the heck they're doing. Employment law, you know, a job loss or getting a new job or something to that effect, or, you know, helping someone with a big deal and then they move out of state oh, Mr. Smith, you you came down here to Cincinnati from Chicago, Illinois, so you should probably get your estate plan taken care of. Um, a real estate attorney buying your first house, selling a house, helping to sell mom and dad's house after they've passed away and none of the kids want it. So, Ben, you can see the temptation here, and you can see how much it's almost set up because the, the conversation should be, look at your estate planning that may need to be reviewed or updated. And that's correct. It does need to be, but you see they're already in the position, almost a predatory position. And you can see how tempting it is for them to sit there, see dollar signs and say, Hey, I can get a couple thousand dollars extra out of you, uh, even though I'm not sure what I'm doing, but let me pull up some templates here. So you kind of see how that conversation can transition to estate planning just very naturally. It's almost you know, it's almost low-hanging fruit uh, for some of these attorneys. Well,
1: that's a little insulting to you, though. I mean, it's not like what you do is something you can just do in your spare time. You know what I mean? I, it's, it seems kind not, of not uh, well, right? I mean, I guess you could do. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do it, just not to the point that I think most people would want for their estate plan. I guess I've never asked you on the show, though. Do you do any uh, side hustle law? Do you do any uh, employment law or personal injury law on the side with your state planning business?
0: No. Although at every family function, I get asked, it's one of those situ. Oh, you're a lawyer. Right. Uh, help me out with this. And I, it is so nice to truthfully, not even as a blow off, but it's so nice to be able to say, I can't help you. I don't know anything about it. Now I, I know enough to identify situations. So I had a client a little while ago, had an issue with his former employer. I said, you need to talk to an attorney about that. But I didn't say, come on in, write me a check, and then I'll figure it out as we go. Right. Uh, I, I recommended him to a good uh, employment attorney who does all that every day. I had an interesting client I met with uh, recently, great guy, uh, has this neat invention. And I said, you you need to, have this done right, and talk to someone who does this all day, every day. Maybe it's a patent attorney, something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I I have the conversations, and if there's a need, I will tell them, you need to reach out to someone who does this. Perhaps I know someone and I can give them a recommendation, perhaps not. Um, so I always tell people, if you have questions or are not sure about something, call me, because I know a lot of the good attorneys in, in other fields, but it's to let other experts do the job as opposed to me trying to piddle my way around and take a few thousand dollars and you know right. basically get paid to learn how to do something new
1: yeah not a good way to go about it uh, last one on our list of uh, areas where estate planning is under attack professionals who aren't attorneys so explain this to me Nick who, who are these people that are trying to put estate plans together and actually making people believe it's in their best interest to work with someone that's not an attorney.
0: Oh boy. Um, there, there's actually two pieces to this, Ben. The first is there are professional, there are people who are non-attorneys trying to do legal work. And it's interesting. There's a lot of different certifications or certificates or I guess, licensing type deals. Obviously I don't, I don't know all the details, but I know some people who are insurance agents who say they are a certified specialist in estate planning. I know someone who does home liquidation and, you know, something similar to estate sales and things like that after someone passed away. And I guess in that industry, they have this, but she is a certified estate and probate specialist. Which is ridiculous. So, none of these certifications require a law degree, much less actually knowing about estate planning. None of them are regulated by the Bar Association, which is who regulates attorneys. Typically, what happens is someone in another field takes a two hour video course to give them some sort of knowledge on what happens when you designate a beneficiary on an account or what happens when two people co-own an account and they and one of them dies. And for that non-attorney field that qualifies you as a specialist or certified in estate planning. And it's interesting. So you'll have situations I've told you this before where people have these pre-template forms, perhaps it's through a large brokerage house, you know, like their 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 parent company, so to speak, and they will just fill out a worksheet or a questionnaire and ask them, who do you want to do A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z? And then they just plug it into the computer algorithm for them. Of course, the problem is, as soon as you give any legal advice, you're breaking the law. It's unauthorized practice of law without a license. Their excuse will be, oh, I'm not giving any advice. I'm just writing down what they put on the questionnaire. So, well, shoot, at that point, you might as well roll roll the dice with Legal Zoom. And then, Ben, you I don't know if you'll believe this, but there are people who you know, will tell their clients, all you need to do is set up a beneficiary on your account and you don't even need an estate plan at all. I ran into that multiple times in the last couple of months from people saying their advisor said they didn't need an estate plan apart from the unauthorized practice of law piece. No one asks them how they want the money to go to their family, who it goes to if those beneficiaries aren't around, who takes care of them if they get sick, who signs checks, who pays bills, you know, decision makers, asset protection, you know, what happens to the family after none of that. Um they just sit there and they say, "Well, we set up beneficiaries on your IRA so you don't even need an estate plan," which should be criminal um to be honest with you. So I I I get Issues from people who are in a position of power, Ben, and this kind of drives me nuts. So they're this agent or this advisor or this accountant or something. And I'm not saying all of them are like that. A lot of them are very good. I think most of them are. But there's some there's some shady people out there who are just saying things such as, I will prepare your estate plan. That should be a red flag, or you don't need one. Which is also a red flag, and 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 Ben, you get these people who, you know, the uh, the accountant or the advisor you've worked with for fifteen years, great at managing your taxes or your investments. Why the heck wouldn't you believe them? Okay, they're already in that position of trust and that position of power, and this is what they're doing to their clients. Hmm. So I, I probably need to calm down here and maybe you know let the let the smoke out of my ears, so to speak. Hmm. But I've had two situations in the last month or so where clients told me that their financial advisor said they did not need a plan at all. They needed nothing uh, and Jeez. nothing could be further from the truth. Um, and it's an awkward conversation because they're coming in, you know, with this notion because of their advisor or their accountant or their insurance agent that they trust telling them this. And and it really becomes a hurdle. And these are just the people who actually meet with me. I, I can't imagine the number of people who said, okay, that makes sense. I'm sure my tax guy uh, is an estate planning attorney as well. I guess I don't need anything. I'm really worried for the people that, n- that take that advice and never, and never go see someone mm-hmm. and are just wandering around with nothing thinking they're in good shape. So that's kind of the last piece here about how good estate planning and proper estate planning is under attack.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awful. I mean, I guess technically you don't have to have insurance, right? I mean, I guess you don't have to do a lot of things, right? But there are consequences to your decisions uh, and your actions and not having a state plan. Sure. It's an option. There's a lot of options out there. Doesn't mean that they're good or they're going to benefit you. So yeah, man, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty opening to, to hear all these things. Uh, Nick, you know, the world of estate planning, I didn't think was I don't know. It's not sinister maybe, but you know, being under attack like that is there's a lot going on day to day that uh that you're having to fight against.
0: Exactly. And ultimately it's the client that suffers. Okay? Right. Yep. Um it, it's the person who acts on behalf of bad advice or they decide not to act because they've received bad advice and when something happens to them either they will pay for it or their family will pay for it because it wasn't done or it wasn't done completely, or it wasn't done right. And, you know, just an innocent victim here. And I'm not telling people to go out there, conspiracy theory and mistrust everyone that they trust. But I'll be honest with you, Ben, if you would have talked to me about this uh, six, seven, eight years ago, um i would have laughed if i if you would have told me some of the things i have heard from some of my clients in the past so apparently there's some people giving bad advice out there and all i say is talk to someone who focuses or specializes in only that area for everything at least have a conversation with them i don't know if you need an accountant but only a tax expert Can answer that question. I don't know if you need insurance, but only a good insurance person can answer that question for you. I don't know if you need a financial advisor, but only a good financial advisor can answer that question for you. Mm -hmm. I do know everyone needs an estate plan because everyone's mortal. So something will happen to you at some point, but I would talk to someone who knows what they're doing and does estate planning all day, every day, because they are the best person to say what you may need and what you may not need. So, and I, and I would just take that approach with everything, not just for estate planning here. I would broaden that and take that approach for just about everything you do.
1: It's good advice, and I'll point you to Nick's website as well. I mean, he didn't say it, but I'll say it. You know, if you're looking for somebody, sit down with Nick. I mean, he's obviously straight to the point. Um, he's looking out for the best interest for the clients, and that's why we do this podcast is to keep you educated and informed on what's out there, so you're aware of of ways in which you maybe think you're protected with your estate plan, maybe you think you're building a, a strong and as a good estate plan as you think you can build and put together for yourself, but Truth is, that might not be the case at all unless you're working with an estate planning attorney. So you can find Nick at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can also call him at 513-463-6789. His office is there in Westchester serving all of uh, greater Cincinnati and the southern Dayton where he loves his, uh, his basketball team still months later after they should have won a national championship but besides the point oh that that was that was we we got to conclude where we started it right (laughs) we got to wrap it back up and put a bow on this episode right (laughs) but all seriousness thanks for this information because i think it is very valuable for people that are thinking about other routes and ways to kind of cut corner with the estate plan it's not the best idea
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and and ben thanks for, for going through this with me and just Everyone just use your common sense and have, uh, and have your eyes and ears up and, and stay safe and uh, we'll see you next time.
1: The complete estate planning podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer law office based in West Chester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple podcasts, Spotify,
0: Google podcasts, and everywhere. You listen to podcasts, subscribe to the show
1: on your favorite app today. And never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us. Or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy.
0: That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com.